Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Now to a shocking story out of the East Bay. An Amazon delivery driver has been arrested for allegedly assaulting a 67-year-old woman. So I was just at the beach and I was just laying there by myself. There was no one around me. There was no one next to me. I was like at the top of the beach. And um, what did this old decide to do? He decided to go directly next to me at the top of the beach. Children are brought here by coyotes and lots of bad people. And guess what? They cannot, it's not coyotes didn't bring them over. Their parents were with them. So let's discourage our friends, our neighbors, our family members from embarking on what is otherwise an extremely dangerous journey. We're in large part the only people who benefit are coyotes. Joe Manchin has become the new Mitch McConnell. Holy lordy the lordy. <laughs> so uh, that last fellow, in case you didn't know, that was Jamal Bowman, a is he a senator or a congress senator? Uh, no, he's a congressman out of New York. Um, he's a moron. That's fine. And, <laughs> he's the newest squad member. Right. And um, Joe Manchin essentially has sunk the Biden administration's uh, agenda here going forward. Um, what's it called? Uh, the voting... Uh, HR1. HR1. Uh, Before Manchin the People said, Act. Is that he, that one? He's out. Yeah. He, he's probably not going to bite on uh, the infrastructure that Biden wants. Mm-hmm. Um, it, well, the For the People Act, too. This was not put together as legislation that was meant to pass a 50-50 Senate. This was legislation that was put together before they had the Senate and they didn't they didn't expect to even have a chance to pass it. So it's also just not ready for prime time. Like Yeah, but it did pass the house. It was a dreamy right, real piece of right. legislation. But it's not It's a total it's, it's not a progressive crazy um yeah. BLM voter bill. And it would, uh, among other things, it would uh, create these one-stop shops for voting. Um, uh, it would have voting bundlers. What are, what's it called? When you harvesting ballot harvesting, ballot harvesting, right. which is a beauty. Um, among other provisions, it's a wacko. It's a wacko bill that really would mm-hmm. put the legitimacy. It would nationalize all the elections, which is what it would do. Right. Take them all under the out from under the purview of the states, mm-hmm. which is crazy. You know, states know states. 
Um, and it, yeah, it, and fundamentally, it's not our business here in Massachusetts how Texas wants to, you know, determine the results of their elections, or how California wants to determine the results of their elections. You know, we can have opinions on it here in Massachusetts, but if they want to choose their next senator, you know, at a in a mud wrestling contest, then that's their business. You know, like that. We don't have the right to say how they do their elections. That's just, I mean, that's my opinion, but like, it's not, it's up to the state to determine how the state's voting rules work. And that includes electoral votes. Right. So in this bill, states are compelled to accept, this is from National Review and editorial, states are compelled to accept voter registrations from 16-year-olds, although they still cannot vote before turning 18, an amendment to mandate that too was defeated. Democrats and their political allies who rely on the youth vote traditionally expend extensive resources registering young people. The bill shifts the job of signing up young voters to the federal government, which will pay to teach 12th graders how to register, uh, how to register, <clears throat> create a campus vote coordinator, vote coordinator position mm-hmm. on college campuses, Great. and award grants to colleges for quote demonstrated excellence in registering students to vote. This is measured in part by whether the uh, campuses provide rides to get students to the polls and whether they encourage both students and the communities around the campus to get mobilized to vote. Restrictions on felling, felon voting in ele- federal elections in many states are overridden. This exceeds Congress's constitutional authority over the conduct of elections by directly regulating who may vote rather than how. Um, n- not content to make, remake the American voting, voting system, H.R. 1 takes... The drawing of congressional districts out of the hands of elected state legislatures who have done this job since um, the founding and turns them over to independent really commissions, independent commissions, while banning mid-decade readjustments of Is district times. So in other words, under the guise of you know, Republicans using gerrymandering to uh, win elections, create districts and win elections nationwide, nationwide um this would uh, give the job to the Federal Election Commission in Washington, D.C. They would decide, essentially, who gets uh, elected into state, uh, state uh, uh, sorry, into uh, Congre- Congress uh, from these uh, states. And among, among other things, as a matter of fact, if they're mm-hmm. doing the district thing out of D.C., that's crazy. Gerrymandering is a thing, and it goes both ways in this country. If, if right here in Massachusetts, it is beautiful the way these districts are drawn. Right. You know, there's a district that goes from Belmont, Massachusetts, essentially to Cape Cod. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, there, it's all over almost every state. I think it also doesn't affect the Senate or the electoral votes, which is the biggest things that we always hear Democrats complain about. Gerrymandering literally cannot affect Senate races because the Senate race is the whole state as are generally the electoral votes. You know, I think there's, what, two states that allocate any electoral votes by congressional district. So it's almost, it's almost irrelevant. And in terms, in terms of the Senate and the White House anyway. Right. It also counts inmates as residents of their last address, even if serving a life sentence, a provision aimed at reducing the representation of rural areas where prisons are located. Hmm. Um, isn't that clever? Uh, these are just the warm-ups. H.R. 1's crackdown on political speech are at least as extensive and biased as its changes to election law. And some of the provisions on coordination and foreign-related activity are so complex that even election law experts warn that their impact is impossible to determine. For example, one provision could be read to bar corporations from political activity if they have even a single foreign shareholder. 
The new anti-speech laws would generate years of litigation, and many of them would likely be struck down by the Supreme Court. Uh, new disclosure rules would treat huge amounts of speech and advertising on matters of public concerns as if they were campaign contributions. Yes, this is a big one that people are very concerned about. Yeah, including any advertisements urging viewers to contact elected officials to support or oppose a program policy or law. This would require donors to say to say the AARP to be identified as uh, supporters of any candidate if the AARP demands that the candidate keep a promise to protect Social Security. The cumulative effect is to further burden citizen rights to petition and further insulate the government from criticism. Uh, yada, 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 yada. So, uh, so anyway, so Manchin has said he wrote a, a an op-ed in a paper in West Virginia and said, screw it, I'm not doing this, not going there. So that's the provision, uh, sorry, the um, progressive uh, fever dream uh, bill is finito. Manchin has also been vocal about being a little sick and tired of being pushed around by the Biden administration, Mm -hmm. who's being pushed around by the wackos, and he's just about had enough. And and this is a guy, this is a guy who, who didn't win his last election by that big a margin, and people should... And the left is saying they hate him. Well, that's fine. If you beat this guy up, he's going to get beat by a real Republican. Right. You know? And then you'll have exactly 49 votes in the right. Senate, which is not going to be as helpful to you as having Joe Manchin on board for certain things. Like, I mean, even take the infrastructure bill. He probably would be on board with certain infrastructure spending. Joe Manchin would. Totally. He's a he's kind of an infrastructure hawk. Yeah. So... There, you could get something passed through that. Is he going to pass an infrastructure bill, the biggest piece of which goes to service workers for some reason? No, he's not, because that's not infrastructure, and he's not interested in that. And that's just, it's just more left-wing wish list mm-hmm. stuff. Um, You know, the... The... um. The infrastructure bill is a wish list. The, you know, family American family plan is a stupid huge wish list of stuff. This is not stuff that you're gonna get people to, um, you know, overturn the filibuster over. There are things that they could do that would put real pressure on Mansion to get rid of the filibuster. You know that like genuinely popular policies. Like if they did a real a serious tailored infrastructure bill Mm -hmm. and they couldn't get up to 60 votes that would put pressure on mansion and cinema to get rid of the filibuster if they did you know like very pared down careful gun control measures they probably could put pressure on him to do the to get rid of the filibuster for something like that for what they have now these multi-trillion dollar ridiculous progressive bills Mm -hmm. he has absolutely no incentive to get rid of the filibuster for something like that. Right. There's no way. And it's so short-sighted and weird. Like, I cannot understand what the long-term plan is here. There is no long-term plan. They're they're absolutely... You've you've had this gift in the coronavirus Mm -hmm. and in the the Georgia election, and they're this close. And it's already been crazy, the rhetorical uh, changes we've made right. and symbolic changes we've made over the last year have been incredibly exciting to the wacko left. And now they're this close and they've seen the, the game plan is there. You denigrate and deride somebody mm-hmm. if they're not all in. There's no half in. 
You know, they need to be absolutely all in. And that's what Jamal Bowman was doing. Already, Manchin is the enemy. Manchin is a no on doing anything to end the filibuster. He put it in writing. Your reaction? Joe Manchin has become the new Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, during Obama's presidency, said he would do everything in his power to stop Obama. He's also repeated that now during the Biden presidency by saying he would do everything in his power to stop President Biden. And now Joe Manchin... Which is treated, by the way, as some kind of slur, but which is precisely what you do when you're an oppositional mm -hmm. party leader. ...is doing everything in his power to stop democracy and to stop our work for the people, the work that the people sent us here to do. H.R. 1 not only is a huge bill when it comes to voting rights, it's a huge bill in terms of getting big money out of politics, protecting uh, our elections against fraud and ending gerrymandering. I mean, big money in politics is what's destroying our democracy. And the Republican Party is aiding and abetting that. And Donald Trump is... So this is madness. The idea that the way to celebrate democracy is to centralize mm -hmm. all of the uh, laws, power and regulations is anti-democratic. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It is... It, Top down, uh, and I'm not going to say authoritarian, but top down, you know, federal dictates mm -hmm. are precisely not the reason we formed the country. We didn't want right. this. We wanted to be able to do our own thing in our own places. Right. I mean, this has been an ongoing tension since the founding um, of how powerful the federal government should be versus the individual states. And I think there's sort of a nationalization of our political conversations and our politics. I mean, you see it everywhere in like school board meetings where they're talking about national issues and things where, you know, at your you have city councils like condemning Trump's border policy at the city council and your local government, which I think is really unhealthy and bad. The idea that our federal government should be dealing with every aspect of our lives, I think, is really toxic and not not a healthy way to run the country, Imagine especially is because the country is so big and so politically diverse. You know, we're different people have very different ideas of how things should be run in this country. So right. so we need to you know, let them live places where they can run and their the, lives the way that they want to, and yes. other people can live other places yes. where they can run their lives the way that they want to. Yes, and the political necessities of Alabama are not the same as Rhode Island. Or right. the, the Pacific North, Northwest is not like the Southeast, and there are different, there are different maladies, needs, and, uh, and uh, experiences that are happening mm -hmm. around. It's 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 so, the, 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 you even have to mention it is, is crazy. But it, and uh, and Sean Berman, I always thought was a jerk on CNN. I must say though that he wasn't having it from uh, Jamal Bowman. Gerrymandering. I mean, big money in politics is what's destroying our democracy, and the Republican Party is aiding and abetting that. And Donald Trump is obviously doing that as well. So Manchin is not pushing us closer to bipartisanship. He is doing the work of the Republican Party by being an obstructionist, just like they've been since the beginning of Biden's presidency. So is that really fair to compare Joe Manchin to Mitch McConnell? Manchin, I think, would point out that he has voted on legislation that's reached the floor. He's voted, I think, 100 percent of the time. Uh, with President Biden. And another way to look at this, and we'll give you the numbers later in the show, Harriet is joining us. It's not like there's any other 
Democrat on earth who could be a senator from West Virginia right now. And if you didn't have Joe Manchin, there's almost zero chance you'd have a Democrat in West Virginia and zero chance you'd have control of the U.S. Senate. Well, listen, the bottom line is this. H.R. 1 has popularity across. Does not address the points that are brought there. Nope. But but this is interesting. Is this the demarcation line between progressive Democrats like John Berman and wacko woke Democrats? Is this where they say, well, wait a second here. We, no, we, mm -hmm. you know, it's been a tough year and we like the we like anti-federalism and we like just using the model of the power of Anthony Fauci. Yes, that's exciting that we could do some central planning, certainly. But. No, you cannot, you know, destate the union. Right. The country in West Virginia and across the country, well over 65 percent of the American people support H.R. 1 and well over. I'd like to see that horse bleep poll. Yeah, it's because I'm sure they, you know, put a you certain aspect. Is bad? In. Yes, you support it then. <laughs> I know exactly. That's what they do. Is they phrase. Do you think it. racism should be uh, something that's adjacent to voting? No. Well, you support the bill. <laughs> Fifty percent of, of Republicans support HR one. So the American people sent us to Washington to do. Fifty percent of Republicans support HR one. Mm -hmm. I respect his audacity <laughs> might as well do a job i mean consider this just a few weeks ago we had a bipartisan piece of legislation uh looking to form a commission to study the oh this is my fault I've got january 6th insurrection the first attack on our on our capital since the war of 1812 it was a bipartisan piece of legislation and it did not pass. Why? Because of the filibuster and because the majority of Republicans are focused much more on the Sherman again. We have to end the filibuster. It's it's a it's a Jim Crow relic, and we have to do the work of the American people. Just to point out, Manchin did vote for the bipartisan commission. There we go. Mm -hmm. John Berman doing a little bit of homework, not having it, drawing the line in the sand. But um, yeah, it, it's um. And this, by Biden standing by, mm -hmm. by once reasonable Democrats standing by and watching and letting Manchin get flogged, certainly th that they're creating an entreaty for him to go to the public Republican Party. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, you're pissing him off. And he's not going to, he is a politician. He's been a governor. He's been, a, he's a wise politician. And... You don't stand around if you're a politician and allow yourself to be stabbed repeatedly unnecessarily. Yeah, why would you? Right. And actually, although, honestly, it, of course it pisses him off because it's like disloyal and rude, but politically, it's honestly good for him in his home state. Oh, yeah. To be constantly, famously the only bulwark against crazy Democrats. I mean, that's great for his cred as a moderate Democrat in his state, where if it weren't him, it would be a real Republican, as you pointed out. Well, you're exactly right. So now you can go home and say, by the way, in D.C., they call me the new Mitch McConnell. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, great. His, his voters love that. Um, so so that's what's going on. With that. Yeah, I was listening to Ben. Sh no, who was listening? I was the commentary, guys. Um, mm -hmm. 
uh, and they talked about, and Shapiro talked about the same thing as well. But it really does, it does seem like this is the end of the Biden agenda. Yeah. I mean, they're going to probably, best case, like, stay the same in 2022 for seats. Like, I was just looking at what seats are up in 2022, and there's, like, there's two toss-ups where Republicans are retiring. But then they have to defend a bunch of seats that aren't going to be that easy to defend. Raphael Warnick's seat is up again in 2022. I thought it was, was up. Special. For some reason, I thought it was up sooner, but nothing can be up sooner, I guess, right? Yeah, no, it's, you know, in, mm. in 2022. So that's that's soon, you know, and there's... An, um. You know, there's a few others that are kind of close, like New Hampshire, Maggie Hassan's up. There's uh, Mark she Kelly. She won by a thousand votes, by the way. Yeah, there's Mark Kelly in Arizona. His seat's up. Like, I mean, there there's a bunch of seats here that are not. Mark they're, Kelly they're has okay. been pretty darn solid. He is solid. I would say, though, that is he Arizona- Gifford's husband or, or the brother of Gifford's husband? He's Gifford's husband. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, I. That being said, he he has done a good job, but Arizona is a state where if Biden's approval starts sinking with independence, there could be a problem in Arizona. You know, if the Democratic Party is yes. being too crazy, that's, I mean, and it's a midterm. So turnout in a midterm is never like what it is in a presidential election. These people won their seats. Like, the turnout's not going to be what it was for Warnock in oh, no. 2020. No, like, no, no, no. In 2022, it's the just only, not going unless, to be. Unless... And there's no Trump wait, anymore to well, rally the people thing against. Is, the thing is, is there no Trump anymore? He was just on TV the other day, even though Fox didn't carry him. Interesting. But, you know, it matters. If Trump's around, if there is a Trump some more, then that could be a problem. Also, if there's a Trump some more, and you can nationalize every single election, if you can nationalize the Mark Kelly election, mm-hmm. the Arizona GOP is nuts. The Arizona GOP is nuts. That's right. True. So if we can make that a national cause to say this is the Trump, uh, the poor boys down there, and a whole bunch of Elsa horses tails, <laughs> um, then you know, then maybe who knows? I always yeah. I see no, the I possibility mean, who, who of the Republicans screwing up about any of these, but. All they have... When do you talk over me, by the way? Sorry. No, I mean, just it's. I, I used to be able to do it with impunity to you, but now you're winning. I don't know. Um, so I got to turn your... My point my... is my point is just that this is not... You look lovely today, by the Thank way. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, if you think this... Alice looks lovely, by the way, feel free to, uh, to tweet about it. I think she looks great. She's got her Killers t-shirt on. Thank you. Um, my point is... I think you wore that when we were first courting. I think so. I think this is from a thrift store maybe i don't even know but i like the killers um my point is just that you know who knows what's going to happen but they could very easily only have this 51 vote majority through if you know for another year Mm -hmm. and 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 that's it and then or year i guess year and a half now but like what are they doing? Because this stuff that they're putting forward is not going to pass in the current situation. And I, I mean, I, I don't get it other than like eventually circling right back to Trump's border policies and uh, continuing Trump's plan with the vaccine. Like, I don't get what they're doing right now because they're not putting forward anything serious like what what's what is the Biden agenda? 
Well, it's to build back better. Right now, it is... Well, right, but this stuff isn't going to pass as it is. What's the Biden agenda that can actually get done right now? Other than COVID? Um, nothing. I mean, it's it, uh, a pen and a phone stuff now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I although think... Although he did most of that in the first 48 hours. There's bipartisan stuff. There's bipartisan stuff that you could get done if you wanted to. A lot of Republicans want a plan for you know, essentially cash to families with kids, like a to support families and like paid family leave and these kinds mm-hmm. of policy. A lot of Republicans are on board with stuff like that. I think you could do some kind of criminal justice reform and get enough like liberty minded Republicans on board with it if it wasn't nuts. You know, I, well, I mean, you did last you did two years ago with Trump. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you wanted to do bipartisan stuff and put real pressure on Republicans that would you know, get them interested in cooperating with stuff, you could do that. But they're just clearly not interested in doing that at all. They're just, they just want to put... Republicans aren't going to vote for language that's got social justice strewn through it. Right. No, of course and not. And Democrats, the heat of the party, won't vote for anything that doesn't. Right. Everything has to have social justice theocratic messages in there now, or else it's not... Or is it theologic? Theologic, probably, right? I mean, the- theocracy is like a government by a religious group. So, mm. I, really, either. Um, so yeah, you're right. I, I don't, I don't see a a plan. I mean, I mean, they could, you could, you could, God forbid, try to come up with some laws uh, about immigration on the southern border. It's extremely unsexy, and you can. It's a quick way to lose political capital. Mm-hmm. But maybe the visual, I mean, Kamala, instead of Kamala Harris ping-ponging over the border to hang out in Guatemala mm-hmm. and beseech people not to march to the border, maybe you could have some kind of uh, law. Right. Maybe and, yeah. you could have and a- I think a lot of Republicans would be willing to come to some kind of agreement where if you seriously secured the border, I think they'd be willing to talk about people who are already here. Mm-hmm. Like- Say if you're already here and you served in the military, then you can have amnesty or something after the border is actually secured. Not before that, because then more people just keep showing up. Like you can't have that as the plan. But I think more Repub- people keep showing up. And I got to tell you that if you're an American small business owner mm-hmm. and you're looking at a forced fifteen dollar or now twenty dollar minimum wage. Mm-hmm. And the the only thing between you and the collapse of your business and livelihood is to hire people off the books. Right. Then you'll do it. Yeah. And if, if people from the, the uh, Golden Triangle uh, know that there's hiring happening, then they're going to take those jobs. Right. So, I mean, that's that's the dilemma. But yeah, but there is room for some kind of compromise there sure where republicans would be willing to do something about immigration if democrats were but you know that takes work and it's such a it's such a useful tried and true um weapon politically Mm -hmm. that i mean if you can sneak somebody in there to take some pictures of kids in cages it's so it's it's the political utility is so so um effective Right. That neither side, both sides use it, gleefully mm-hmm. use it. 
we've seen this disgraceful um that it's going to be tough not to do because yeah you know this is congress is a group of 400 some odd fundraising specialists mm-hmm. and those pictures and email blasts mean that you're raising funds that you're fundraising right and if you're a good earner then you get there's incentive uh, it's incentivized right then you get treated really well and mm-hmm. go on there some people you can do it with the kids in cages some people go up like Matt Gates and on Fox News or uh Swalwell on MSNBC throw mm-hmm. grenades all day and i mean that's that they're not legislators anymore right they're prime time marquee you know activists and fundraising machines mm-hmm. so i mean if that that's been made okay then why the hell would you want to change the border it's the best thing there is for you the the more it's a mess the better yeah yeah no it's it's unfortunate but none of them has any incentive to actually do anything you know they're all busy being political celebrities and getting invited to conventions and and things like this you know then speaking engagements and all their various stuff that they do to make money on the side right. i mean these are people there i think everybody at least in the senate and probably a lot of the people in congress are all millionaires mm-hmm. aren't like all of them millionaires uh, i don't know if they're all millionaires but great numbers of them come out a lot better than they were and it's a job that has a salary of $175,000 and where you have to live in one of the most expensive areas of the country. So, I mean, that's a oh, good... That's why they sleep in their offices. That's a, that's a good salary, but it's they not like... Frank Luntz. But it's not become a millionaire salary. No. Or no, no. So you get to become a millionaire salary from, from other... Certainly post from lobbying. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, some of them just have the darndest luck when it comes to the stock stock market. It's incredible. Yeah, it Almost really as is. If they're getting information hmm. beforehand. Yeah, weird. So, Alice. Yes. Um, how is co-president Harris doing? Uh, yeah. Okay. You know, what? I'll, I'll play. I'm glad you mentioned that because I'll play that, and then I've got to get to some personal issues with you. <laughs> oh no. Tom uh, was very mad at me this week. By the way. Because I trashed the studio. Mm-hmm. She had her sister and Caroline in, uh, who who were did a. Uh, can we say what they did? They recorded two episodes. They had a of podcast session where, they, podcast. where, they, where Alice had to treat the studio like the Who was <laughs> sleeping here, and everything was torn apart. The desk is still not the same as it was, it, um, and things are just a little different around here. I feel like well, a, I think it was worth it. Well, we'll for see. our we'll, listeners, we'll, we'll appreciate the, and probably our YouTube viewers will appreciate we'll the that. Jane and Caroline. Hey, but I have I have several mm-hmm. uh, gripes okay. about you that we'll get to. Okay, go okay. Ahead. But first, Kamala Harris is, of course, her job is to fix the border, so she's down in Guatemala right now, and this is what she's saying to the people of Guatemala. And I want to emphasize that the goal of our work is to help Guatemalans find hope at home. We're just going to embark on a little bit of nation building for a while 
you know. By the way, if... if are Americans feeling hope yet, by the way? Yeah, right. If yeah, I'm sorry. Now that we've killed all of our businesses up here, we're going to try to help you with yours. If I were Guatemalans, I'd be running like hell. So, no, a two by four good. costs like $50, but yeah. other than saying, that... Like, yeah, no, I had a cousin who worked illegal seafood uh, six months when it existed. Thanks for helping, government, but I think we're good. At the same time, I want to be clear to folks in this region who are thinking about making that dangerous trek to the United States-Mexico border. Do not come. Do not come. Do not come. I know Biden said to surge in. I and know. The president of, of Guatemala has been just shiving her. <laughs> so, you know, he's been doing commercials and photo sprays with her uh, bilats. Um where he's been saying, you know, the tone changed, the message changed as soon as Biden was elected, so incentivized a lot of our folks to get out, get out of Dodge. So, The United States will continue to enforce our laws and secure our borders. Xenophobia. This is mm-hmm. sheer xenophobia. What happened? It's- she raised her hand for open borders yeah, at the I- second debate. I remember that. And free health care. How are they supposed to get their health care if they can't get over the border that she's going to have open? What was that? I don't know, but the one that escapes sometimes is here, asleep. There are legal methods by which migration can and should... Did did Stephen Miller write this? This is dark and ominous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about bring us your poor? Yeah, that's not... Is Miche Olsen going to ask about that? This goes very much against the spirit of the Statue of Liberty poem. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, they're working on the wall again. Right. Bill Bridges, not... Walls, I say. I also say that um, we shouldn't, you know, climb up the ladder and then pull the ladder up after us. Right. But we, as one of our priorities, will discourage illegal migration. And I believe if you come to our border, you will be turned back. What's this I believe? (laughs) Why did she equivocate there? I don't know. I don't understand that one at all. As if you're not the... Co-president yeah, of you, the country. Can you ask somebody before? <laughs> Is there anybody who, who's in charge of things like this that you know you could maybe figure out what the policy is going to be? Like I don't. So let's discourage our friends, our neighbors, our family members from embarking on what is otherwise an extremely dangerous journey. You know what they're saying? They're saying that you know what if this lady came all the way down here. And is trying to bribe us by building, rebuilding our communities, <laughs> bringing and us hope. Is not going anywhere near the border herself that she's supposed to be fixing right now. They're saying, you know what, that baby's wide open. Let's mm-hmm. go. Sure, that's fine. I like your uh, your Timberland shoes, but we're going to be walking now to America. Thank you, though, Kamala. We're in large part the only people who benefit are coyotes. Huh? Isn't that interesting, Alice? Because I remember just last year. Mm-hmm. Hearing one of the biggest xenophobe Nazis in history use that word. Children are brought here by coyotes and lots of bad people, cartels, and they're brought here and they used to use them to get into our country. We now have as strong a border as we've ever had. We're over 400 miles of brand new wall. More truth of that than we can ever think. But wait. Children are brought here by coyotes. He said that, and Twitter absolutely exploded. Joe Biden used it to uh, to jump all over him. 
Uh, in that same debate, what do I have that? Oh, yes. And guess what? They cannot, it's not coyotes didn't bring them over. Their parents were with them. That's right. It wasn't coyotes. It was yeah. the parents, dang it. Well, you, had a, you had a, twi- a Democratic congresswoman uh, from Georgia say, did real Donald Trump just say 545 kids they can't find their parents came over through cartels in coyotes? How the hell does a coyote bring a whole human across the border? Lord, stop talking. Uh, you had yeah. on the left, you had all sorts of people who could not contain themselves. They were so thrilled. Lots of very smart people yes. had never heard the term coyote used in that sense before. All blue check marks. Somebody, Shannon O'Neill, children are brought there by coyotes. Uh, the Sin City Coyote, Coyotes, Van Lathan, Prescott, Rossi, Coyote. These are all blue check marks. I don't know who any of them are, but they are. Uh, Alexa Dog, please explain children are brought here by coyotes to me. I'm certain that's not literal. Yeah, genius. <laughs> Perry Gilpin, the children are brought to us by coyotes, 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 coyotes. But yes, as it turns out, actually, you know what? You know who even did it? Mentioned it? Oh, no, no. I thought, uh, no, it's not it. I was hoping. There's all sorts of people. They were brought by coyotes in drug leaders. People, pictures of coyotes. Wiley Coyote, Kelly Brinkley, Jennifer Thompson. All people who are more smarter than you and me. Hundreds, thousands, millions of people, as far as I know, uh, said mm-hmm. it. But now coyotes are a thing. Isn't that interesting? The media did not have Trump's back. I saw one of one fact check. Might have been the USA Today fact check. Said, well, it's complicated. Yeah. So he kind of meant coyotes, but it's complicated. All right. Let's see where we are. Okay. So time to get to some idiots, Alice. Or oh, You know what? I, I want to talk for a second. I am um, in my Substack today. Mm-hmm. I wrote about that audio we played yesterday with Stelter. I thought I had brought it, but I'm, I don't think I did. But is it here somewhere? Sunshine Stelter. Hmm. Hold on. You stay there. You stay there. Stelter. It was Stelter and Jen Saki. Jen Saki, yes. And so, uh, yes. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Here it is. So this is it. For other PR professionals who watch what you do, for journalists who watch what you do, what's your advice? Oh, that's not it. That's another uh, phantasmal um, uh, mm. tongue-bathing question. He well, asked. while you look for that, I'll just point out that not only was Kamala oh, here it is. down Go ahead. In, uh, in Guatemala decrying coyotes, but on her flight on Air Force Two, she also provided the journalists on the plane with cookies of her face. Yes, her which, face likeness which, on a cookie. Yes, which she was, which the press was thrilled <laughs> at, of course, because they loved it. Oh my god, that's so great! Here we go, Jen. Thanks for coming on Reliable Sources. My pleasure. Busy summer ahead, infrastructure, election reform. What does the press get wrong when covering Biden's agenda? When you watch the news, when you read the news, what do you think we get wrong? Well, Which look, is I unbelievable. think some of our muscles have atrophied yeah, a little so bit over she, the last- he, So he, she, he basically is down to his skivvies and is uh, hogtied, begging her to flog him. And that's what that my substack was about today. It, for the journalist to ask, audit us right here, please. Let me know how bad I've been. Tell me. Tell me, Jen. Is, <laughs> is a pr- specific category of pornography that I generally uh, know not, not so much about. Um, and... It was disgusting. You seem it was, to know a lot in your sub stack today, my goodness. 
Isn't that? It was a little bit. It was very raunchy. I don't know if I can approve that content. Can you imagine I tried to write that for a newspaper? It's the bluest I've ever written. So do subscribe, please, and you can read my um, my uh, very over erotic uh, (laughs) copy. But anyway, it was it was ridiculous what what she was doing. So I got to thinking about it. Once again, I just want to say that that's unprecedented, that somebody would ask that of a press secretary. Not even, like, the most shameless news channels, like OAN, that would, like, ask Trump questions, like, you know, about... They they asked, like, the most planted-sounding questions ever. Like, not even OAN would ever do that. Yes. How are we journalists doing a bad job, Mr. Trump? Never, never. They just would not. I can't imagine it. It's it's crazy. The job of a newspaper is to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. Remember, that is a quote from a book in 1902. Well, that is not what Stelter was doing. And that was disgraceful. And that's what I wrote about in the Substack in my mm-hmm. in my very pornographic dispatch today. So please do subscribe if you'd like. Tom Shattuck, Substack. Yeah, that's a locked one, but you can subscribe for free and you get an email per week free as well. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, and by the way, considering my... My streak, my blue streak, Alice, there mm-hmm. was nudity in a Substack dispatch of mine in the last couple of weeks. Yes, that's was true. Was there not? There was. Very pleasing looking young lady. Was, I, was mm-hmm. Am I right? Was uh, naked to save the, Correct. Con- so, the guys, planet you or hear something. Me. All right. So, so here's <sighs> the thing. So I, as I was writing this, I was thinking, I, I thought back to that time on the around Valentine's Day when Joe and Jill Biden and Champ and Major, before they were euthanized, um, we're walking in the White House. Yeah, lawn. where are they? Don't ask questions. <laughs> um, so we're walking in the White House lawn, and I just I watched the whole the whole event on C-SPAN, mm-hmm. and you don't expect generally generally if you're in the press, you take any every advantage to ask tough questions because. You need answers. You need copy for the paper. And your editor is going to say, wait a second, you went and asked about the dog? That's not good. You don't go and ask about the dog. You don't have to be an a-hole, mm-hmm. but you ask a question a, que- a question that you have access because the American public trusts you to disseminate information and get answers for you from this guy. But it just blew me away how freaking affectionate the press was. They, they were so love him. affectionate. Listen to this. What's your gift for Valentine's Day? No, it's not Valentine's Day. I'm not telling you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that guy laughing? <laughs> first of all, you have to be in love with him. Remember when we first started dating, Alice, and it was mm-hmm. very clear that you were in love with me? Yeah. One of the reasons <laughs> I could tell that you were smitten was that I would say dumb things and you were laughing. I was like, but that wasn't even funny. No, I can be funny. <laughs> But for instance, like, I think you're very funny. Well, Alice, as a matter of fact, I'm still a little bit shaken because I was at the supermarket today and uh, found out that the produce manager um, was sent to jail. <laughs> What's funny with him? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, no. Nothing. Unfortunately, no. he was. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, he was found guilty by a jury of his pairs. <laughs> so imagine the content I get every day, people. Really, <laughs> so, really, you're all missing out. So, so anyway, so that's what like that guy laughing. <laughs> it's like, what is it? How many of you are aroused right now? And if you raise your hand, then maybe this shouldn't be the beat for you. <laughs> I don't even like to use the word beat. 
Valentine's Day is a big day. Jill's favorite day. For real. What inspires you to do this? I just wanted some, you know, joy. And I think things have been, you know, so with the pandemic, just everybody's feeling. What inspired you to do it? I wonder how that uh, <laughs> that um, uh, piece of journalism is going to go. Feeling a little down, so it's just a little joy, a little hope. That's all. Wow, that's that's amazing. Was there was the word "what inspired you" ever used to Donald Trump or Melania Trump? No, no. it was she, vicious ice queen she destroyed the rose garden. She didn't evil dark christmas display it was terrible it looked like aliens <laughs> how do you extend that love story to the american people that are feeling so down right now so discouraged <laughs> oh my god that is rated x right there how do you extend that love story to the american people so in other words, the copy is going to read, the president says he extends that love story to the american people by reassuring them that everything's going to be all right she's writing his PR release. Yeah. There's hope. There's hope. You just have to stay strong. How do you extend that love story to the American people that are feeling so down right now? Remarkable. <laughs> That's where my Ellen wouldn't ask a question that fluffery. It's incredible. It's in incredible. Next time, bring us coffee too. Oh. Yeah, that's true. I, I wasn't sure you'd all be here, but I, we'll I be here. Yeah, will you bring us coffee too? We'll be here. And there, once again, this is once again this is a paid, grown man journalist you're about to hear, and I'll let this play after. Love your dogs. We live here. Yeah. Love your dogs. <laughs> is that a question, or are you unable to contain? an amorous eruption inside of yourself we love your dogs can you imagine jules crittenden alice would cover me with gasoline and burn me alive right there in the newsroom if he said if i had said that that's an editor it's that's a, 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 a formerly an editor, editor and a Boston great Herald. editor a guy who believes in journalism right you know and this is love your dogs we live here yeah thanks yeah thanks <laughs> My God, you fools. <laughs> Even Biden is like, yeah. really, guys? I mean, no wonder why uh, Major started biting everybody. <laughs> it's like, really? Disgrace? <laughs> he, the journalist probably thanked Major during a bit. It wasn't a journalist. I don't even remember now. But if a journalist got bitten by Major, they'd probably like, yes, that's oh, amazing. Yeah. No, I love it. No, it's okay. It. It's okay. But he's tearing your arm off. No, it's okay. Good it's boy. Great. He must smell my dog. <laughs> got that from somewhere. It's not my hand. Not like the pear joke, which is all me. You invented that? Yes. <laughs> it was sent there by a jury of his pears, Alice. To oh, jail. It's the, it sounded like it came from like a, a no. funny joke book from like the 90s or something. You would think it was so good, right? <laughs> no, I thought of it. I'm sure that it is the standard pear go-to punchline. Is that... Is I'll it? be using that more. As a matter of fact, I was actually at the Market Basket today. And thought how I would approach somebody to talk to, to mm -hmm. uh, at, tell them my joke, and I would I would if the problem is I would have to say okay listen, I have an Instagram but there's not too many followers but I have a Twitter account and I'm a blue check mark on Twitter <laughs> so you can trust me so I'm not creepy at all I'm gonna uh, say something to you and you react it was just too much you know into it and I figure the approach I would I would start to collapse during the approach and they'd be like, okay um you're a stalker and sick cuz obviously I don't even ask cute women right that's who you ask right 
I mean, I think if you started to approach women in the who were trying to just work at Market Basket. No, not work. Or like shop at shop, Market yeah. Basket and start telling them pear jokes. Like, <laughs> Every woman loves that. I'd be afraid. I realize I'm fat and 50. <laughs> but hold on. Let me stop your day in its tracks for a moment. This is going to pay off for you. Love your dogs. They live here. Yeah, thanks. Champ's an old one. He's yeah. Which one's the old one, President? Well, he's almost... Which one's the old one? He just told you, sicker <laughs> fan. You know, if you can stop lathering yourself for one moment. Fourteen years old. I had him here when I when we became his vice president. Ah, uh, uh, can you not contain your you know euphoric <laughs> pleasure moan for a second? Ah, uh. they're buddies. They yeah, are they buddies. are buddies. They are buddies. Sure. Another another member of the press says, "Oh, champ major are buddies." <laughs> Well, thank you. I'm sorry. Get a nice pair there, Joe. Uh, Say again? Get a nice pair of dogs there. I do. They're good. Love thank it. you. Now that all three networks have <laughs> uh, completely Lewinsky'd me on behalf of my dogs, I appreciate it. Well, also, he's the way he first said it was, you have a nice pair there, Joe. Oh, maybe. Well, he wasn't talking about dogs, actually. Good point. <laughs> scary. I'll bring the donuts next Friday if you come back. Okay. <laughs> I tell you what, I apologize here. I didn't. I didn't have to take another member of the press. I, I didn't even. I didn't even have. A- so now you have Biden at this point now, giving his cup of coffee to a member of the press who doesn't have a mask on, who now is worried about not having a mask. He's now forcing her to take a coffee, which is also, if Trump ever did, not that he could close to anybody, but if Trump ever did, would be considered. There would be a psychologist on every station. Good taste here. Come on. <laughs> I promise you. I, I'm going to get in trouble. I don't know my mask. I give you my word. I didn't have anything. Well, thank that, you. I appreciate okay. it. All right. <laughs> See you guys. Thank you, sir. Thank, thank you. you. Mr. President. Thank you. Thanks, Mr. President. You're my president. You got male uh, reporters, you know, acting like Marilyn Monroe singing to JFK in these breathy tones. We love, love your, your dog. dog. Oh, my God. They're buddies. You got a nice pair there, Mr. President. Alice. <laughs> wow. Let me class it up. Uh, so, continuing on our... Uh, uh, should we get right to this, the sexy Kendra star? I don't know the story. I don't think I... Yes, you do. You gave me this. I did. This is a TikTok person, but this can't be lives oh. of TikTok. This is a woman probably in her early 20s named uh, um, Kendra Star. And she is angry. Uh-oh. What happened? Have Sally help you. What happened, Anton? Is there a fire? No. Okay. What? Does anything? It said he said something happened when he made tea. Did you make it in the microwave? Can you have Sally help you? Okay. Thank you. And report back. <laughs> oh, so this is dereliction duty on our part because the freaking kitchen's on fire, probably. All right, but he you said know, it's uh, not on fire. He probably just spilled it. Something happened is ominous to me. <laughs> Sally, or, report back after he comes Sally, back. Sally, find out what's going on in the kitchen, please. And scream if there's something that uh, <laughs> needs our attention. Hmm. Okay. Kendra stars TikTok. Now, so she is doing this from her car. She is very angry. She is wearing a bikini, a yellow bikini. Now, I don't notice anything about women, Alice, but is there anything that we should know about I her? I don't think. Oh, I did find it. Yes. Uh, sorry. Can you describe her to uh, the audience? Because uh, I don't um, see things. I don't see things that would be conge- considered objectifying women. 
Um, she looks good in her yellow bikini. I in what say. sense? Um, it flatters her figure. In what in what part of her figure is being flattered? Um, the part that you can Alice, see. You're allowed the, to say this. The camera. You, you, I would say her torso is being. Flattered. Alice, you're allowed to say this. <laughs> Come on. Um, she has an ample bosom. I would say. Does would you call it attractive? I mean, I, not for me, but maybe for men, probably. Okay. Right. Okay. So anyway, it's fair to say that this young lady is uh, endowed. Is that right? Is that work? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she looks good in her bikini. They make a nice pair, as uh, the White House press corps mm-hmm. might say, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So so anyway, she looks good in her bikini. That's fair to say. That's mm-hmm. fine. Good for her. Kendra Starr is not pleased with the attention she's getting at the beach. She lives in Florida, so beaches are a thing, I'm to understand, in Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you want to know why I hate men? Now, not specifically all men, but mainly men who are retired. Me. And are older than my father. Um, Why would you hate retirees? hate them because anytime I go out by myself, um, they are the creeps. It's never just men. It's never boys my age. It's never people, anyone that's like closer to my age or in like their 30s. It's always someone that is older than 65. So I was just at the beach and... This fat guy comes up to me and asks me if I heard about the produce manager at the supermarket. (laughs) I was just laying there by myself. There was no one around me. Like, I went to this beach specifically so that way there wouldn't be anyone near me. I would be comfortable laying there on my own. There was, like, a family in front of me, but, like, there was no one next to me. I was, like, at the top of the beach so that way I knew that no one would just be near me. And um, what did this old f- decide to do? He decided <laughs> to go directly next to me at the top of the beach. Not like far enough away that it didn't creep me out, but just like he was so close to me. I was like, yeah, f- this, I'm out. Um, but you know what he decided to do? He decided to set up right next to me. He decided to put his chair facing towards me. He wasn't just like, oh, I'm just going to be right here. He was Kendra watching. Because it's close to the exit. I'm going to be right here. I'm going to, ooh, or he was more of like a, ooh, look at that girl over there. I'm going to go sit up next to her. He set up his umbrella, and it was angled to where it was blocking the ocean, so he was only looking at me. He's staring at her or the parking lot. <laughs> Not one of the usual places you look on the beach. He had his chair facing towards me. I saw him set, set up right there. I waited for him to set up right next to me. I only had my purse, my cooler, my cup, and my towel. I only had 43 things. Like, what's in the cooler? What happens in the cooler? Um, Beverages, I would assume. Thank you, Elsa. So I was like, as soon as he sets up, I am out. So I stood up, I grabbed all my sh- and I left. And once I was at the top of the pier, I looked back at him and he was staring at me. He's like, why the f*** are you leaving? I'm like, bitch, because you're right next to me. I was there by myself to be by myself so I can just listen to a podcast and get a tan on before I go to Miami. Nope. But the old man that was there, Alice. What's your take on Well, I think regardless of the uh, gender issues at play. What gender th- issues? Um, like the male-female interaction, okay. right? 
Um, I think that it's annoying when you like kind of go off to a remote corner of the beach by yourself and somebody comes and sets up very close to you. Mm -hmm. Regardless of if they're creepy or not. Like it's just invasive and weird. I find it annoying. Well, yes. Um, That being said, you're in a bikini at a beach in public. Like people are going to see you and they may look at you. Yes, your entire, almost, it's, a bikini is underwear. Mm -hmm. It is minimal. Right. So the female form is there to be seen. To be beheld. Well, she it's not there to, get to a tan. be beheld. I under, but I'm not saying that she's there to be on display because she obviously was trying to get a tan. So she went to the top mm-hmm. of the beach, which is like where you can, the car exhaust is. Swimming. But you could go to like but, but a tanning no, but, salon but, but, if you just well, if it was but, just hold on, about hold on. The tan. Well, well, tell me. Mm-hmm. So uh, people people like to go to the beach. She had her book. She had her cooler. She had her mm-hmm. Now she makes it clear that she's not offended at everybody who sidles mm-hmm. up there she's offended at old people old people she bemoans the fact that people due to rage aren't doing it mm-hmm. she said they don't do it yeah so she knows that she looks good and she's wanting to look good but she's trying to have a niche audience where but unfortunately for her because men are men she's got a broad audience right um I also think, and so that's the problem. I mean, when you're kind of fishing, you you can't control what bites on the right. Oh, right. Exactly. And okay, Sally, what happened Update. downstairs? He made it in that little snowman cup get, that gets really hot, and I burn my finger. Oh, okay. he probably put it in there too long. Or okay. Yeah, okay, he should a, probably you stay run your finger in our cold water. Okay. So, um, so. So right, she was there, and I mean that's the thing. And it, I, I don't think I think this dude sounds like not the. You're most, not here to defend the dude. No, he's not <laughs> the most subtle. I mean, you're facing the chair away from the beach at the beach. That's it. Doesn't sound like there were too many people at the beach. I think generally, if, if I also don't necessarily trust her age estimates. Oh, yeah, no. Because when you're, like, 20, everyone seems like they're 65. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, they're probably, like, 40. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and they still think they're young and cool. Maybe. Uh, I don't even know. But he probably, if he was really old, he probably was at the age that he could give a bleep anymore. You know, she can think I'm a pervert all day. I'm going to enjoy the sights. You know, there's <laughs> probably a certain... There's a problem. You hit a plateau at some point. It's like, what are they going to do? Haul me away? I'm 86. But maybe not. But, uh, but, so that's what my, my feeling is that she, mm-hmm. uh, she may have a gripe, but I would also say if you're in Florida, find a beach full of people, you know, to ha- have a target rich environment that way mm-hmm. it, it, it creep will, can go off to somebody else. And that's, mm-hmm. that's just how it is. You know, people are going to look at you when you're a woman, just, how, but this is where I wanted to talk to you else. Okay. You know how what a great guy you married you mm-hmm. probably do yes i do do you realize that i do not ogle women at the uh you know i've, I've crushed abs today you did yeah I, I crush abs just about every day now for mm-hmm. two weeks and change mm-hmm. on weekdays anyway and 
I I have my huge headphones on. I am usually the most out of shape thing there. Usually. Um, I am dressed badly. I sometimes have black socks with white sneakers. I am <laughs> I am not cool. I am, you know, whatever. I am an eyesore, certainly. Mm-hmm. So I just go into my own little zone. Mm-hmm. But you should be happy because I don't ogle women at the gym. That's great. Congratulations. Or even stare at women because there's beautiful women at mm-hmm. gyms. They look great in gym clothes, a lot of women, et cetera, right? Yeah. So, and, and this is on purpose. Do you realize... And the men, the guys answer, listening to us right now cannot say mm-hmm. the same. They are of more lower and depraved character than I am. And I'm sure some of them are of great character. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, but, but so I don't take my glasses into the gym. So oh. so everything's blurry. So I'm just, it's just, uh, mm-hmm. I can't see really. And no women have come up to you yet and said like, hey, I think you're bomb. And I didn't say that didn't happen. It doesn't happen else. Mm-hmm. I did notice today that it, while my podcast was in between songs, mm-hmm. that I audibly make pain noises <laughs> and spit. <laughs> you know, which cannot be great. I but said, I do think your working out has decreased your hacking cough that you have. The hack cough is just about gone. And yeah. plus the, the filter in my CPAP. It's a fat, it's a fat person <laughs> issue. They don't want to do that. Okay, so time for another idiot, Alice. Let's go to Lamery M. Ryan. Now, you're going to have to help me with this, uh, or maybe not. The fellow white women, it's that time again. Yep, it's... This is another TikToker who's got this weird, condescending, lecturing tone, very proud of herself, self-assured. Somebody who, any guy out there is listening, is going to have violent thoughts. I don't, because <laughs> I don't judge people. But this is uh, Lee Marie M. Ryan with a message for... This is all for all you white women listening to the Burn Barrel podcast. I endorse everything she says. The fellow white women... It's that time again. Yep, it's racism still exists o'clock. I know, it's super... Did you hear the time? It's racism still exists o'clock. Yeah, she's very clever. Super weird because you held those signs and we went to those protests and it's almost as if the systematic form of oppression that's existed since before this country was founded was going to take more than a year to dismantle. And I'm really interested in dismantling that system. And if you are too, I want you to come with me. I'm going to start with a series on some of the characteristics of white supremacy, and I'm going to do my best, and I'm going to f*** up. And I'm going to do that work, and I'm willing to be embarrassed, and I'm willing to be called out, because I want this system to stop more than I want to feel comfortable. Because people who don't look like me don't get that choice to feel comfortable. So if you're willing to do that, come with me, like, follow. If you're not, you are so welcome to get the so there she is, Lamery M. Ryan. She's going to do the work, Alice. Be- oh, sorry. Because people who don't look like her don't get to feel comfortable. Right. Nowhere. If you're not as white as Lamery M. Ryan, you get no comfort. So shouldn't then, though, like we work on ways that we can make people of color more comfortable and not ways that we can make white people more uncomfortable? Like, shouldn't we even it out in that direction? Uh, like, no, no, we have to do the work. She has to be. We have to be made to feel. Can you? We imagine? have to suffer a but little the, bit. The thing is, is that that like somebody who who's got the mind who. Why is that person, I, Alice? I'm not saying suggesting anything. 
dramatic. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, what is the raison d'etre of Lamery M. Ryan? Uh, Why is she walking on earth? What is her <laughs> purpose? Because um, to call out racism on TikTok. But well, it, I mean, it's a joyless, it's a joyless downer. Of a but demeanor. isn't that the point? If that's like what you're doing with your life. Isn't that the point? Is to like suffer for a cause. It's like and a type to, of martyrdom to, for to, the to, anti-racism. To stifle thing. natural sources of joy, so mm-hmm. so you can just self-flagellate throughout your life. Yeah, well, all religions have like fasting or, you know, some sort of. God. By the way, some I, sort of like organized self-deprivation. One right? of the reasons that mm-hmm. I like my new somebody who I'm dating now named Kendra Starr, Alice, uh-huh. is that she is not joyless. She's pissed off that guys are looking at her in her bikini, but she's not joyless. She has joy. She wants to get tanned and go party in Miami. She's all for it. She also did in another TikTok. Um, she also um, shoved it in everybody's faces, also wearing a bikini, that she was um, swimming in the ocean, enjoying life while everybody else's state was closed down because she's in Florida. So she might be pro DeSantis. All right. So the last person on TikTok that we're going to talk about is somebody with the handle Roses Sprouts. And I'm going to need your help on this, Alice. Okay. Because I um, I have a rudimentary knowledge of several things, mm-hmm. but I don't know what the hell this person is talking about. I don't even know what this is supposed to mean because the reason we use the word trans mask is not every trans masculine person identifies as a trans man. It's why I'm a lesbian. Use some brain cells, babe. So uh, how did I run afoul of this <laughs> idiot now? There's a new rule now? What what happened? What is she talking about? So apparently she's trans-masculine or trans-mask. Okay. Which means that... Can, you guys, can we at some point just put a moratorium on all the interesting things that we're going to be? <laughs> okay, I get it. You're interesting and different. Yeah. Okay, just like so, all of your friends. You're all interesting and different in the same weird way. That's fine. <laughs> so she that means she's trans so she's like being more masculine than a woman would normally be, which is a type of being trans. Um, but is she a biological female or male? Yes, female. Okay. She's biologically female. But how is she female. more masculine? Because she's trans masculine. So she's being more masculine than a typical female and she identifies with the trans label but she's like on the gender spectrum she's not fully over to the word man i don't even know what this is supposed to mean because the reason we use the word trans mask is not every trans masculine person identifies as a trans man it's why i'm a lesbian use some brain cells babe so she still considers herself a lesbian because she likes women, I guess. So she identifies with being a lesbian. But and so like on the skit, like if you picture a gender as a line of like what you identify with in your head. Right. And on one side is being a woman and on one side is being a man. She's like towards the boy side, but like not all the way to man. So with the exception of her circle of friends, who I assume are also <laughs> role playing, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, void um, of joy um, clowns. Mm -hmm. Does she know that those 
people, the majority of people who simply use their normal deductive reasoning, use their brain cells for that, will just categorize her immediately as simply an a-hole. <laughs> Does she not know that? No. Because in her circles that she's in, she gets she's not praise and adulation for any- that. Okay. So, okay. that What a fun circle to be in. <laughs> So, because that's the reason why people do this. That's like what the Abigail Schreier book is all about and everything is that like... Right, social contagion. Right. Is that like young women are in a stage in their lives where they're like not comfortable with everything that's going on with their bodies and puberty's awkward and it's terrible and whatever. And then like... You know what? Maybe they- I should be a jerk about it on, <laughs> in video. No, but then they like... Then if they say they're this... Then people are like, oh, wow, like, that's amazing. And, you know, like, validate that as, like, really brave and wonderful and interesting and cool, you know? So that's the problem is it's like we've just incentivized all this bad behavior. Listen, uh, oh, we had more stuff that we have. Yeah, but we're already over an hour. We have another fake Indian stuff. We got a whole bunch to get to tomorrow. Oh, dang it. Lots of things going on. Um. That being said, I do have to announce that our locals page and our Patreon page are up. Very cool. So starting next week, we're going to start to have some ads in the show. Oh, Alice, can I say something without you getting mad at me? Yes. I actually, guys, if you go to locals, you can actually witness me telling my pear joke. And on TikTok. That's did you Chinese. put it on local? Yeah, I did. Is it not up there? I don't think I saw it on there when I, I put it up there. Putting something up earlier. I tried to. It's maybe it's angry at me. The the maybe I got a flag for pear abuse. I don't know, but I there's on... some very cool new potential merch that I designed that's up there. Oh, very cool. Um, and I say that having not really known. I'm not acting like, oh wow, that's interesting. I didn't know. No. So, but anyway, so these are going to be places where you can get. Uh, ad-free episodes, both locals oh and goodness. Patreon. Oh my goodness. And um, do you like that I merch? I love it. Okay. So that's a surprise. You can go check Where that out. My... And on locals, locals is like sort of a social media community, but it's just for fans of the show. So for $5 a month, you can go be on the locals and you can like comment on stuff and share stuff. And it's like just with other Burn Barrel podcast fan people. Um, and then... On Patreon, there's not so much of a community thing on Patreon, but there will also be the ad-free episodes, and there will also be some additional content. So starting this Sunday, we're going to do an additional segment after the show that's like a bonus, you know, the mics are still on show afterwards, and that will be exclusively on Patreon. Then we'll do like a live show once a month where you can comment and talk to us while we're doing the live stream, things like that. So you can go, all the tiers are explained on the Patreon site, and everything's explained on the local site. Um, that is burnbarrel.locals.com or patreon.com slash burnbarrel. So... Those are oh, no, two. Gonna, and in case you're like Tom and you can't spell barrel, it has two R's and one L. I are you sure about that? Uh yes. On your computer folder that's labeled burn barrel, it's spelled with two L's. So I stand but, by that. Hold on, yeah. I'm gonna title So burnbarrel.locals.com. 
Uh, Tom's putting his pear joke up there right now. So Again, comment if you want to give him feedback me, on the pear joke. To that's Dave a good Rubin place to do it. Or uh, patreon.com slash burn barrel. Those are your choices where after this week, you'll be able to find all the episodes ad free. If you just simply can't stand ads, you know, um, or if you want bonus content or to chat with us and other burn barrel people, we do have to organize some kind of in-person burn barrel event. We agree. 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 Uh, you, you know can... who will be there, Alice? Mm-hmm. Our friend Jason and Caroline will be there. Who are they, they happen to be a couple of listeners and friends in Massachusetts. And by the mm-hmm. way, congratulations to Bennett K, mm-hmm. who has graduated, Alice. That's awesome. Congratulations yes. to Bennett. Good man going places. I've already demanded an invite to the graduation party. Yes, and if you want a shout out, feel free to uh, let us know. Yeah, come talk We're to us on local. Happy to do it, and um, we'll see you soon. Uh, anyway, so that's uh, again, burnbarrel.locals.com or patreon.com/burnbarrel. You can also just chat with us on regular social media. That's burnbarrelpod on Twitter or facebook.com/burnbarrelpodcast. You can send us an email, burnbarrelpodcast@gmail.com. You can visit burnbarrelpodcast.com or go to our YouTube channel also. That's Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel. So we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.